Ladies and gentlemen, protect your puppy. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barden. And this is Mad About Move. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things cinema. Every week, we meet and discuss movie news, movie rumors, and rumblings, and break down a chosen movie of the week. But don't worry if you haven't seen it, because we'll give you ample warning before heading into spoiler territory. And uh, please stay tuned till the end for our weekly recommend segment, in which each of us suggests something awesome that you need to check out as soon as possible. And remember, you can find all of our episodes on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. This week's movie of the week is what, Brian? This week we're going to be talking about Keanu Reeves' John Wick. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan, you got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. This is sort of a pinch hitter for us, guys. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. We have an obligation here. And uh, and sometimes the obligation isn't necessarily what uh, we would call preference. Sometimes movies come out that come out of nowhere, and uh, people are talking about them. Critics are talking about them. Uh, people show up to the box office and they become uh, you know one of the top grossing movies of the week, and they get go on pace to uh, be a surprise hit. And such is the case with John Wick. This sort of happened last weekend, and we just said, well, we have to podcast it. Whether we like are going to like it or not, people are going to want to hear about this movie. So here we are, ready to talk more Keanu uh, yeah. for you guys. Less than a month removed from our last Keanu Reeves centric podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like the opposite of Tammy, where we really wanted to see Tammy, but we knew no no one really wanted to listen to it. So we just had to <laughs> had to really just take one there. It's been tough. Hasn't even come out on DVD yet, man. Brian Gill just went on the record saying he wanted to see Tammy. <laughs> it's recorded Tammy. proof. Uh, still haven't seen it. Looking forward <laughs> to it, though. Someday, guys. Christmas? Christmas together? Just vacation? When I'm really drunk on eggnog and <laughs> it's two in the morning? Yeah. I can't sure. wait. Yeah. That seems like a good time. Uh, so, John Wick uh, should be a fun one to talk about. I'm excited to talk about this one. It should lead to a good conversation. That's what I'll say. Movie news. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin! Nothing to talk about. Yeah. You know, last last week we literally had nothing. For those of you who, <laughs> who who listened to the podcast, we just sort of went by the seat of our pants, and uh, which I've never understood that expression. Like, is there really a seat to one's pants? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like a, not a good expression. A really Lying by the seat of your pants yeah, doesn't make worst, much yeah, worst sense. Seinfeld yeah. bit ever by me. Yeah. But seriously, There's it's a, a weird expression. But you know, we just kind of big difference between winging it and, and seeing what happens. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and we had nothing, no movie news to go off of, and now we have so much that we might need to split this into six different podcasts. But we're going to try to try to break it on down for you. But you know, there were some announcements this week, and I think we all know what we're talking about. Um, you know, we've got Michael Bay. Uh, has announced he's going to direct a Benghazi political drama. <laughs> I think that's what the internet's buzzing about, right? Sure. Yeah. Is that not it? Because if anybody can understand the nuance of that sort of circuit situation, it's definitely Michael Bay. <laughs> I mean, he'll just treat it with the utmost respect, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like he did with the uh, Transformers franchise. Yes. 
Not killing any of our childhoods at I, all. Yeah, None of them. I think it's a or little weird that yeah. Megan Fox is playing a Muslim informant. But, you know. <laughs> I want the uh, hottest girl we can find. But she's going to be in a burqa the entire time. I don't care. Yeah. We'll be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. He's, he's going to have uh, John Cena as J. Christopher Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that. Megan Fox is playing Hillary, I heard. That's... <laughs> At least people won't insult him for uh, blowing up cars. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a little dark. So yeah, that's dark, sorry about dude. that. How dare you? <laughs> sorry, Benghazi. The, I know we got a rock, big fan base there. The Rock is Muammar Gaddafi, though. I heard is Oscar worthy. I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so would China. So let's let's uh, let's dive right into this news. What should we start with? The one most applicable to the listener or the most applicable to this podcast? You know, we're all about the listener. So let's, let's, let's bust it out. Let's do it. Okay, so Marvel uh, has released officially the lineup to Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 3. We're currently in the midst of uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2, which wraps up uh, here in about six months with the Avengers Age of Ultron. Of course, we were all big fans of Phase 1, uh, which wrapped up, of course, with the Avengers. And you can go back, of course, and listen to our Avengers podcast and other Marvel podcasts in our yeah. archives. Well, I guess we should start in chronological order, guys. Does that make sense to you? Sure. Before we do that, though, let's just give some general thoughts on this announcement. Um, what surprised you and uh, what disappointed you about this before we... I guess go through the order here. I would say I found phase two to be a little bit of a disappointment thus, disappointment thus far. We'll see what Avengers brings. Yeah. Not that it's been bad by any means, but phase one was just so wicked, you know? Phase three, I'm pretty psyched about it. I think it's going to get a little darker. I'm, I'm really pumped about Doctor Strange. Um, we've talked about our affinity for, for the one uh, Mr. Cumberbatch, which is so odd for an internet podcast to enjoy his work and really sets us apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but he. Uh, I'm I'm pumped about that, and I'm I'm really psyched for the uh, kind of uh, double Avengers movie, which I think we're will really. I don't know. That seems just completely epic, and maybe the fin- the final stage of the entire. You know, okay. So you have phase one and two and three. Maybe phase one, two, and three are really a phase one, right? A ten year phase one. Um, I think that could be kind of a, the end of that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't see anything wrong with this. I I like. Uh, well, now I can't think of his name. Chadwick Boseman, pardon me. I wanted to say Chiwetel Ejiofor because I'm racist. Uh, but I really like Chadwick Boseman, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really fired up about that one. So I'm, I don't have any complaints. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, there's going to come a day when, as a society, we're going to get tired of, uh, of superhero and comic book movies. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be before the end, of, the end of this. Marvel just we, – we've talked about it. Many, many times. Marvel is a step ahead of everybody else as far as how to how to create a franchise that works uh, both critically and from an audience standpoint. It makes a ton of money, and they're the masters of the hype machine. Uh, everybody else is just is, is at least a step behind, and if you're DC Comics, it's it's more like 37 miles behind. I mean, it's, it's they did, they get this right. They know how to. They know how to, to to hype it up the right way. They know the right way to cast these movies. Uh, it just seems like they have like a I don't know like a perfect plan for for how to do this stuff. And 
we will continually, I think, celebrate their hits and we forget their misses. Thor two, I I kind of hate Thor two. The more the the more I think about it, um, but you don't really you don't focus on their misses because Guardians of the Galaxy is so great because they're able to make uh, Captain America such yeah. a, an interesting character. Uh, it, they do great stuff, and so I'm all for if Marvel wants to say. If Marvel wants to plan out the next 30 years uh, of of uh, comic book and superhero movies and just say, hey, here's what we're doing, I'm I'm okay with that. Whereas DC, like, I just get almost ridiculously angry anytime they do announce something because I'm like, don't, just, I don't want anything to do with this. You yeah. know, I just get all flustered and, and angry. But Marvel can continue to do whatever they want for at least through this run and, and honestly, probably a significantly longer time. Obviously, what disney is doing with marvel studios is fantastic but that's uh only secondary to what disney is doing with lucasfilm and star mm. wars so all the, the the lineup we've talked about you know for years on this podcast uh of of lucasfilm star wars properties that's going to be coming out during this time is also really exciting so just the marvel movies and, and star wars films are going to be all the uh, all the blockbusters I need personally, you know. Real quick before you get started, Ken, I know you you've got kind of like a list of it, yeah. Of what's coming. Either of you ever play a lot of Monopoly growing up? Yes, okay. not a lot. So but I'm going to uh, make a, a weird analogy here. So you know when you're playing Monopoly, I've been playing a lot of Monopoly lately, and uh, <laughs> unemployment. <laughs> yeah. No. So when you're playing Monopoly, there's 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 always the one guy that's just buying a ton of properties. Then there's the other people with a lot of cash on hand. The guy just kind of keeps, and then he gets a couple neighborhoods, he builds a couple houses, but he's really low on cash because he keeps building the houses, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, these houses, people start landing on these houses and hotels. That's what this next five years is going to be for Marvel. Like, you think they've made money before? I mean, not Marvel, pardon me, Disney. With with this Star Wars stuff coming and this and this yeah. next slate of, of, of Marvel things coming, they're about to start writing, I mean, just cashing some serious, serious checks. I mean, they've already broken records. It's going to be hard for anyone to ever top this with what they're about to bring in the next for the right. next six or seven years it's going to be insane yeah that, that was my exact uh exact point yeah. with the monopoly analogy right i'm sorry i stole that from <laughs> yeah. i'll make a i'm more of a risk guy so i'll make a risk analogy <laughs> okay i'm gonna go stratego <laughs> later when we get to john so, so so marvel and uh so marvel and lucasfilm and disney together are basically north and south america and dc is madagascar right now <laughs> To put it in risk terms. Honestly, if we had known this announcement was being made uh, further ahead of time, we would have done a separate bonus episode totally. uh, for the listener. And you know that could happen in the future with future announcements. But as far as this goes, we're going to break it down as much as we can here before we uh, get as much John Wick talk in as we can for this week. So chronologically, we should start out and, uh, and say that this date was originally occupied by two giant films, one from the DC side of things and, of course, the Marvel side of things. The DC one uh, bolted as fast as they could when Captain America 2 made $93 million opening weekend. <laughs> um, that might be my favorite thing from this whole DC-Marvel yeah. battle was was DC bowing up to Marvel and Marvel just like, okay, cool, bro, and then just crushed them. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's hilarious to me. Still, still hilarious. DC originally was supposed to release Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, <laughs> the legal drama. Right. And, um, you know, of course, backed out of their initial May 6, 2016 release date. 
and yep. I've pushed Batman v Superman to March of 2016. Which that's just because John Grissom didn't finish the script in yeah, time, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. They couldn't get Amy Brenneman to reprise her role as judging Amy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm psyched for the Lance Edo cameo. Though. <laughs> So it says a lot. Um, May, March is not typically a great time to release movies, especially tentpole f- films yeah. for people, unless it's the Lego movie or something. Right. But uh might say a lot about what kind of movie Batman v Superman is going to be, uh, the fact that it got moved to March. But on the Marvel side of things, um, Marvel's made it official that Captain America 3, a.k.a. Captain America Civil War, is coming out uh, May 6, 2016. So official title released, Civil War, and official, I guess, logo uh, has been released as well. And that's going to feature Iron Man, right? Is right. That one, one of the, the ones he's... The Civil War storyline, as far as I know it, is basically Captain America versus Iron Man. It's more of a... Civil War is more of a, like a political civil war or, or civil rights war. <laughs> It seems like um, I really want time travel. Like I want Iron Man and <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very um, X Men: The Last Stand, as far as yeah. I know the storyline. Where uh, Iron Man's on the side of okay, all superheroes need to come forward, release their abilities, and join the government, and we need to all right. fight together. And Captain America feels the opposite. Like, no, we're special. We need to stick on our own. And so that's sort of what that film's storyline or plotline is supposedly about. And, and, you know, that it could be a loose, very loose ad- uh, adaptation of what that storyline is. Sure. Um, but, you know, that remains to be seen. So what are y'all's thoughts on Civil War, the announcement of Civil War? That's I'm a down. big project. And I know that's uh, that's something that comic book people were uh, were very interested in and very excited about. Apparently that's a huge deal. I, I've never read any of the comic books. I don't really know, but... Because I was busy uh, going on dates, not really watching <laughs> watching basketball. But uh, no, uh, that's a it's a huge endeavor. Uh, going not- on dates with Cedric Sabalos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that game against the Bulls in 1999 <laughs> that was that was quite the thing. Uh, anyway, the it, it, that's a huge endeavor, and and not quite so much as the one that we're going to talk about at the end of this. But uh, it's definitely it's a huge thing to do, and I know comic book nerds are super exci- super excited about it. And uh, that's a that's a it's a shift too to to go with the pitching of two superheroes, two beloved superheroes against each other. Uh, that's an interesting dynamic to to throw into this whole crazy, ridiculous universe that we've got going here. No, no surprise there that they were going to release Captain America three. We had already known the release date of it. We just did not know the title of the plot line right uh, for it. So it looks like Robert Downey Jr. will be heavily involved. Um, it, yeah, yeah. The, Russos, the Russos are directing, correct? Yes. I have, I have no idea. Yes. Apparently, yes, they are. They are? Okay. They are, yeah. And apparently, um, as Richard said, Chadwick Boseman, that's the first time we'll see his character, the Black Panther, okay. uh, appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the okay. next film they announced also comes as no surprise. It's one we've been discussing on the show for uh, almost a year now, it feels like. Uh, the fact that it was going to happen. It's official. November 4, my birthday, 2016, uh, they're bringing us Doctor Strange. And uh, the the current rumor is that Benedict Cumberbatch is in talks for the lead role of Doctor Strange. Oh, it's confirmed. Has it been confirmed? It has been confirmed, I've seen. I saw they're just – I don't think the money's been confirmed, but he is signed on. Well, that's that's what we heard about Joaquin Phoenix and Ethan Hawke in this role, so – 
I, I just can't I, I can't buy anything about this movie yeah. anymore. Just because we've seen Johnny Deadline, Depp, we've seen Deadline has him Jared as, Leto. as cat as officially cast. Okay. Well that's exciting because Benedict Cumberbatch in Marvel's universe I heard, is uh, very exciting. Walk- Joaquin Phoenix was the first choice, but he would not sign on to multiple movies. Oh, gotcha. Makes sense. Man, that would have been so great. I know. But Benedict, I think, I think uh, Joaquin is like a total 10 out of 10. um, But I think Benedict's like a 9.5. So if you can get a 9.5 for four movies instead of a 10 for one, I'll make that trade. Yeah. But Joaquin would have been freaking wicked. (laughs) That would have been so awesome. Yeah, that would have been disgustingly uh, awesome. But I don't think he'll. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got to go do Walking Phoenix things, which are probably <laughs> start that rap career again. So <laughs> exactly. So that those those are the two 2016 titles Marvel announced. Uh, we moved to 2017. This date got changed. It was an orig- It was originally uh, in July. This movie was supposed to come out, but they moved it, pushed it forward to May 5th, 2017, kicking off the summer. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. Directed by James Gunn, assuming the original cast all returning. And uh, no surprise there that that of all of these, that's the one that they are like, yeah, we should probably get that out sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. And that, you know, like I said, that one will kick off the summer. You know, it's July is probably great, but not as good as Mar- as May for for box office dollars. I'm sure there's math to back that up. Yep. So that's the way we're heading. It's just strange to me still that. Uh, like July 4th is not the big seller for some of these, but I think that and call me crazy, but at this point I feel like guardians of the galaxy two will be more anticipated talked about than Avengers two just from like right now. I like guardians was big. (laughs) It's almost eight, almost like eight or $900 million at this Mm -hmm. point. But, um, I feel like people, people want to see more guardians rather than they want to see more Avengers. At this point, and in my personal observation, but y'all might feel differently. Yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, I don't know that you're wrong. It, it's a different world, and that's. I think that's what's exciting. To people. it's just it incredible feel how like a superhero movie. It's just incredible how popular Guardians became so mm-hmm. fast. Yeah, it's just a. It's a phenomenon. It's a pop culture phenomenon. It really is. Sure. And uh, that year in July, taking the place of where Guardians was supposed to supposed to be. In, in July 2017 is Thor Ragnarok. I think sure. I believe that's how you pronounce. Yeah, that. that's what I'm naming my second kid. So, <laughs> just... uh, you mean uh, Cooper's middle name's not Ragnarok? <laughs> I, I no, um, no, his middle name is Dom. Come on, yeah, the next one's gonna be Ragnarok O'Connor Gill. <laughs> this is Thor three. And, uh, and Thor's third can't standalone film. Four two, so. New director, right? Hopefully. I don't know. I liked um, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. yeah get I liked him first Thor a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really great. And uh, I don't recall who did Thor 2, but I, w- I recall being not impressed with his work. Uh, probably my least anticipated on this list, Thor 2 is so forgettable. It, yeah. it really, really was. And... Well, and what we've seen since then has given us no indication that we need to pay more attention to what happened in that movie. I was know? legitimately worried. And then like, because like Captain America two didn't look that good in the trailers. And so it was like right. Thor two, man, 
Captain America, and then thank goodness Captain America was like such a strong bounce bounce back because that was, uh, you know, you, like you said, that makes Thor very forgettable. But that was uh, that was important. Thor is the first and the, really the only one that felt like a cash grab. Like it felt just like, oh, let's just make a Thor movie because that's you know we need to put out a movie at this time of year to make some money. Um, the rest of these all feel like they matter to the cinematic universe. Uh, no matter how outlandish and ridiculous that Thor two just felt like, yeah, let's just look. We I don't know. We need to have a movie between uh, Iron Man three and Captain America two. So let's just dump this Thor movie here. The third film in twenty seventeen for Marvel is uh, Black Panther with uh, the said mentioned Chadwick Boseman in the leading awesome. role. So I assume the Black Panther will have a big or big role in upcoming Avengers films. Yeah. He plays uh, a big part in uh cap three apparently. Right. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this character. It's one that people have been waiting for, for a while, like Dr. Strange, uh, like the guardians of the galaxy. I just want to see their vision for this character. Leave it to Marvel to make this really cool. That's all I, I want to say. It doesn't sound like it's, it would be something like that could be as applicable to, you know, modern society as say Captain America or Iron Man, but it'll be interesting to see the spin that they put on it. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm most excited for is a, a new standalone character that we're not very familiar with. I didn't care about Thor at all. I mean, I really didn't. Thor. I, yeah, so, same. Yeah, same. I trust them. Yeah, they're doing. <laughs> yeah, good job and good for uh, Chadwick Boseman to uh, not have to be in a biopic for the rest of his life. <laughs> Exactly. He is playing. No, but the Black Panther is his alter ego is Jackie Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, Bozeman is awesome. He's a great actor and I just don't care about biopics. So I'm excited. It's going to be really weird when Black Panther uh, sings. I feel good. I knew that I would now. (laughs) But and you say that you say that Kent real quick on your point a little bit earlier. I've done a little research. You know, you're you're totally right about um, Guardians kind of capturing uh, something you know it's so big right now and it did so well but keep it in, in being bigger than Avengers 2 but keep in mind it made half the money of Avengers literally half at this point so, yeah but it's I mean it's 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 uh with think, with no build-up with no no, no you're Rocket right. raccoon movie before it no, no you're, star lord movie no I'm not it. I'm not arguing with your yeah. point I just mean it, it to the movie kind of connoisseur nerd category I think Guardians is big but I think I think you know people's moms go see Avengers and they don't necessarily go see guardians. Like there's, there's this whole Avengers thing that like, um, that China, go, I mean, the thing made 800 million in, in like foreign, you know, alone. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what those two, cause those are going to be kind of the two big tent poles, I think. And, uh, it'll be seeing what those do kind of against each other. Their only competition is going to be each other, which is good news for Marvel. We moved to 2018. Can't believe we're talking about films that come out in four years from now, but that's the way the movie business is rolling. Right now, we get Captain Marvel in July 6, 2018. Yeah, so what? what is Captain... You know, you guys know. I don't know. I was watching Larry Sanders' show growing up. But what uh, <laughs> uh, What does Captain Marvel do? He seems like he would be the leader, but... Captain Marvel's is- a girl, first of all. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I really yeah, didn't know at that. Le- at least in its... I didn't either, uh, but at least okay. in its most yes. current... Awesome. Uh, there needs to be some... That's one totally. thing Marvel's been lacking. Is like It's like yeah. Black Widow and a bunch of dudes. So, cool. All right. Yeah. I'm in. So, she hot or... <laughs> yeah, it's Megan Fox. Um, <laughs> it, it might be, Call honestly. Back. 
It really uh, might be. Gosh, who did I see suggested? And it was a perfect. Gosh dang it! I should have written it down. My suggestion is Emily, I write things is, down. Uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, I'm on board. That. I think she was that could be awesome cool. in in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I repeat. I would love to see her. At <laughs> I'm getting that tattooed. She would fit perfect in this. <laughs> <laughs> You know that would be a, a great tattoo. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry. There's certain jokes that are only for Brian and me. Yeah. And uh I don't know why that tickled me so, but it did. Thanks. Across my shoulder blades. <laughs> um Edge of no, Tomorrow that's... written on the front side though. <laughs> now Emily Bunt would be awesome. I'm trying to think yeah. who else would be super cool. Um Oh gosh. Uh Charlize eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know if necessarily Charlize now. Yeah, I think Emily Blunt might be the only choice at this Who, point. We don't know. This is there a, should be someone, maybe like uh, one of those awesome Fast and Furious girls. They probably won't even cast it for two more years. This is a wow. 2018 movie. That's a cool part, though, for a, a big uh, female actress. I think that'd be fun. You know how yeah. many agents? Oh got, yeah, like just today, like submitted their client for that. Yeah, you know? no, we're not interested in Drew Barrymore. Hang on. Yeah, exactly. Courtney Cox is not who we want. We are sorry. We know she needs work, but she looks like a diseased version yeah. of uh, Monica Geller from Friends. Wait, that is Monica Geller? What? Uh, anyway. Uh, Aniston's going to campaign oh hard. Aniston looks good. I'll give her that. Sure, her yeah. face hasn't morphed into itself. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why Renee Zellweger got the work done. Maybe she's... Maybe she knows she's being cast as Captain Marvel. I'm I will really stop watching think. Marvel movies at that point. What? Who? I'm, I'm. No, we need to cast it. We need to come up with two or three for Captain Marvel. This is a big thing. A big female superhero movie. That's awesome. So we've got Emily Blunt. That's number one. We need two or three more. I guess or we, we have to nominate Kobe Smulders. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a, okay. There's, I guess there's a possibility her character could turn into yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. That's awesome. I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother lately, so I'm on board sure. with that. Um, that's cool. Or Allison yeah. Hannigan, right? No. Uh, um, <laughs> Katie Sackhoff, the girl from Battlestar Galactica right, and yeah. all that. I've seen her okay. turn around a bunch. Uh, okay. One of the girls from Game of Thrones has been suggested a oh, bunch. Okay, Natalie yeah. Dormer, who's in Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, and is well, what uh, if it was very attractive. What if it was J-Law? <laughs> okay. She's uh, X-Men already. I don't know. If oh, that's, that's, right. Right. that's true. That's right. Darn it. What's the girl in um, Chloe Bennett from? Uh, I thought you were gonna say Grace Moretz. So <laughs> Chloe Bennett from over Agents house of Shield. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Brian? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm just thinking of people that are already involved in this. Yeah, the girl from Fringe Probably. is really like I think she could fit that that mold pretty well. Uh, Anna Torv, I think, is her name. Yeah, I don't know. If what about you guys the girl are... from those AT and T commercials? I'm just gonna start recommending. That. <laughs> I don't know her what name. What about Flo but... from Progressive? Is that... <laughs> I've seen a picture of Flo from Progressive without not in the Flo from Progressive outfit. And wow, uh, beautiful hey, girl. Really, Legitimately. You know, yeah, no, she is pretty. And I like her because she went to uh, SUNY Binghamton, the same school as Mr. Uncle Tony Kornheiser. Boom. Nice. That's a great school. Great Hall of Fame. Flo and <laughs> Uncle Tony. <laughs> about Margot Robbie? How about that? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Will she That's be her. reprising her role from The Wolf of Wall Street? Hopefully, <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. When's Leo going to do one of these? Oh, That's man. Yeah, that is a good question. 
hopefully, I mean, Maybe. is okay. that a name people ever mention or no? You know, I've, I've like, never heard him involved with in, any of these, like even as yeah. a room. Yeah, but same with Tom He's Hanks the, was talking American Treasure. Tom Hanks, I should say was saying somebody maybe it was letterman american treasure dave letterman i should say was asking him well why haven't you done like these superhero movies are real big why haven't you done one of those like well nobody's ever asked me like <laughs> yeah you know like there are so many people that want to do these that just never get get yeah. asked that would be that would be interesting i would like to see tom hanks as a villain in the marvel cinematic universe like james spader is now you know spader's gonna kill that man i'm so i think leo randomly would do like a really like the randomly one good dc movie it just mm-hmm. seems more like his speed just can't just can't find it unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't find that one waiting. good dc movie it's tough green lantern there you go <laughs> confirmed uh, okay that's the one to do that like just like, i'm only doing one movie that's it and it's green lantern and just how incredible would it be if he shows up as green lantern Ryan Reynolds just goes home. And that cries. would be awesome. <laughs> Buries himself alive like that movie. <laughs> so Captain Marvel is one of the more interesting announcements. That's uh-huh. just that's going to be fun to follow the progression of that yeah. uh, movie as it as it comes along. I think that's going to be like the female equivalent of uh, Doctor Strange. Like every okay. every woman in Hollywood who matters is going to get is it oh it might be her it might be her and then oh no not quite uh okay. until they find the right person that's like they did with wonder woman for the last 15 years and then cast yeah. a, a unknown uh, yeah, basically yeah gal gadot so we moved to 2018 in um in may this was an exciting uh kind of unexpected part of the announcement the fact that the avengers 3 is split into two films mm-hmm. uh, avengers infinity war Part one and part two. It's just incredible that they've already announced the name of the movie, and uh, we're not even going to see the first one for four more years. Like they didn't even announce Age of Ultron until crazy a year ago or something. You know the name. Like they kept it kept it secret that that long. But it's I guess it's building hype. So Infinity War will be the conclusion or culmination of Phase One, Two, Three, and uh, the 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 end of everything we've been building for since 2008. So a decade in the making here, uh, storyline wise, plot line wise. And I'm excited for two uh, Avengers movies uh, in back to back years. Yeah. That's insane. That's going to be crazy. We don't have a director announced on those, right? I'm assuming Joss Whedon. Yeah. uh, Does he not want to make money? You know, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) he's just printing money at this point. Like you said, Richard, and, uh, he does a great job and the Avengers is him and the Avengers are one and the same at this point. So the craziest thing is that we're still going to be talking about (laughs) in 2019, we're still going to be talking about Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like that's still going to be a thing in 2019. 11 year run at the, at the, uh, at the earliest is, you know, that's the earliest it'll end. So, wow. Insane. We have one more announcement in November of 2018. We're getting in humans. Brian, you know a little bit about this. I, uh, I don't, I, I, I dug around a little bit before the show just to kind of get like, what's, what's this all about? And it is, it's kind of a, it's loosely connected to guardians of the galaxy. So the, the Krell, I believe, or one of the, the one of the species talked about in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. There's like this, that that war going on between uh, Ronan the Accuser. Okay, mm-hmm. 
that guy's people and the, like the Shi'ar, I think, they're fighting the Krell. So the Krell, the Kree, the Kree, there it is. The Kree are the ones who have placed these uh, these people who are basically mutants on Earth and they live in their own secret society. That's what the Inhumans are. They have genetically enhanced powers, uh, but they live in like a hidden city, basically. And the suggestion is that most of the... Most of the people that are going to be in this movie are like the royal family of the Inhumans. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So I saw our friend Sean, Sean O'Connell and uh, Cinema Blend did a a bit of like eight characters from the Inhumans uh, comics that should make the movie and who should play them. And their Whoa. first suggestion was uh, the guy's name is the Black Bolt. I think he's like the king of the Inhumans. And they suggested that Vin Diesel would be the, uh, there you go. the perfect person. So I'm in. I'm already in. I don't even care about the rest of it. I was hoping totally it was going to be Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on perfect. board either way. Yeah. So, it, But it seems like like it's loosely connected to like Ronan the Accuser and some of the Guardian storyline. So that could be a that could be a way to like tie that. The Guardian series in or Inhumans in with Guardians and therefore into Avengers. I don't know exactly how that'll play out, but it could all be connected by the time we finish this whole thing out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's another Guardians type uh, property. Right. That it's kind of unknown at this point, but, uh, you know, casting and everything will determine its success. But I trust Marvel with that. So I'm assuming Inhumans is the first film post uh, cinematic universe phase three the the schedule i'm looking at has okay 2019 in, is uh, yeah Final avengers has so in humans yeah. november of 2018 and then uh that's a little avengers, strange the uh avengers three part two yeah, in 2019 so maybe what this is is like a a bridge to phase four if you right. will, you know, like this is, yeah, it's it's technically released within the phase three scheme, but it's something to to take us over to the, the next phase, whatever that may be. Interesting thing to note here that I noticed, um, no mention of Ant-Man. And yeah, uh, where yeah. does Ant-Man fall here? Because yeah. it falls after Avengers 2, right? but nowhere in phase three at this point. Yeah, unless they have maybe a summer release date reserved for it in case it, I, I right, I'm, I'm not able to picture <laughs> you know, my mind where that it could be. Right. The truth but. is, you can always add it if it goes well. But I, I feel like they kind of feel like maybe this isn't going to be one of our bigger hits. It's just had so many issues, you know, with the Edgar Wright thing, and it just mm. felt like it. it this that always felt like a movie that wasn't ever going to happen, and maybe if it was under the umbrella of any other franchise or property, maybe it doesn't happen. You know, uh, I don't know. I I feel like you could always it, it's safer for them, and and that's something that uh, they take risks, but they do it in the most calculated way possible. I think, which is a strange kind of way to do things, but it could they could easily add if Ant Man two if Ant Man is a huge success, they could easily throw in. Ant-Man 2 into the calendar somewhere, but I don't know, between Avengers and Captain Marvel or wherever they want to, they could add in a uh, a sequel if it goes well. And if it doesn't, then they can just kind of let it go by the wayside. Absolutely. I just want to briefly mention DC's output during this time period, <laughs> what it will be uh, facing off against Marvel, what we just announced. So in 2015, no DC movies. We get uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man for Marvel. 
2016, we're blessed with Batman v Superman. Uh, and then Marvel releases Captain America 3 and Doctor Strange. And we also get DC's Suicide Squad, which we talked about a little bit at length last week uh, on the podcast. Might, might be the only one of the DC group that I'm I'm kind of interested in. Based like, on the casting rumors now that are yeah. completely false, I'm – I'm Oh, I totally, think. totally, totally. I, I mean just from a property standpoint yeah. – that seems like something, and especially if David Ayer is involved, like that's something that could be almost a one-off off by itself, and that sounds way better than anything that's super connected to to uh, the DC universe. 2017, this is funny. Marvel has Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Black Panther, and Thor 3. DC has Wonder Woman and Justice League. So, gonna be... <laughs> I mean, quite competitive, um, but I think Marvel edges it out uh, easily. 2018 is even more embarrassing for DC. Listen to this. DC has The Flash and Aquaman. Gosh. Marvel has Avengers Infinity War 1, Captain Marvel, and Inhumans. Oh, man. Uh, Gosh. With The Flash doing pretty well in CW, why not just hire that guy? I know. It, it might <laughs> I know. Happen. It honestly like, might happen. He's not buff enough, though, so. No. <laughs> Get him on the Aquaman ACA. is anti-steroids. Jason yeah. Momoa. I just don't know if Gosh. he's going to be a big star in 2018, guys. Yeah, I just or, don't. Or in 2014. <laughs> right. I mean, he's already <laughs> fading away. Well, I, I no, because Conan the Conan did really well. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. That was a huge hit. I mean, he becomes king this season on Game of Thrones, right? It's there's no <laughs> no spoilers there. Like yeah. his character survives all the way in, up until now, right? Sure. 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 Uh, 2019. From DC, we get Shazam and Justice League 2, and from Marvel, Avengers Infinity War Part 2. So the conclusion of Marvel's Phase 3 in 2020 announced for DC is Cyborg and Green Lantern Reboot. Gosh. Oh, man. The thing is, besides Aquaman, Aquaman's a crappy property, but the rest of what, of what DC and Warner Brothers have to work with from a – I'm speaking specifically of the property – not bad at all. Like Justice League is is an exciting property. Yeah, uh, you'd rather Woman have Justice should... League in a fantasy draft over the Inhumans. Yes, but oh. you just know they're going to screw it up. I mean, honestly, if you wanted to, if you started this in 2005, if you did a fantasy draft in 2005, DC's guys get picked before yeah. you ever touch anybody in the. You know, you're, you're going Batman, you're going Superman, Wonder Woman, like. Justice League on down the list before you ever get to Iron Man, Hulk, Avengers, all that sort of stuff. But it's all about who's in charge of the property. That's that's all it comes down to. And uh, and now that that the Nolan brothers are out, we're, we've officially we officially know that Chris Nolan and and Jonathan Nolan are, are out on uh, on future DC properties. Like, does anybody have any faith in what's it's- happening there? It's in the hands of Zack Snyder. How can yeah. you not have faith in that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I a mean, weird noise. <laughs> it's, it's half laugh, half I might. Uh-huh. Like. <laughs> it, it was half oh. laugh and half sad realization. Yeah, it, it was, the, it was the, the laugh equivalent of the Conan O'Brien laugh, you know, the, uh, oh, yeah. the clap bit. Yeah. No, it, it, if you just, like, Zack, they have pinned their entire studio <laughs> their entire studio <laughs> rests in the hands of Zack Snyder the the massively huge ridiculously large HGH enhanced hands of Zack Snyder I, I just 
I cannot believe what a massive screw up this whole thing is. And they're it just and every time Marvel does something like what they did this week, which we just spent an hour talking about, it just makes what they're doing look even stupider. Uh, it's sad, man. Biggest disappointment for me about this Marvel announcement, and we can each give our biggest disappointments or what we thought would would happen or what we were hoping was hoping uh, would be announced. Mine is that no standalone Nova movie in the uh in the near t- next five, six years. Uh, Nova was to me, yeah. Nova was a character that was rumored to make a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was rumored to be played by Nathan Fillion. Oh, uh, um, okay. Remember the Nova Corps? Yeah. Um, in uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy? Basically the police force. I know the right. PBS show. The, um, <laughs> the, the characters, uh, I guess it's the corporation that John C. Riley's character was... Oh, okay. Sort of the head or uh, associated with, so that means no more uh, John C. Riley. We need uh, more. Okay, John, we need yeah. more John C. Riley, but I'm sure he'll be in Guardians too. But Nova right. is just a really cool character that um, people have been buzzing about for a while. And I thought with the addition of Nova Core, because they have Nova Core in Guardians, that they were sort of teasing that and that they were going to expand that story. Uh, and that we would get a Nova sure. character. It's a really cool comic book and just a very visually appealing character. Uh, sort of like the Rocketeer, if you can picture that, like a galactic version of the Rocketeer. Um, but check it out. Uh, check out okay. the comics. It, it would make a really cool movie. And I'm disappointed that we didn't uh, get an announcement there. Uh, but that's my that's my disappointment. Was there anything that you guys thought would be announced or were, were hoping would be announced? This isn't really a disappointment so much as it would have been a huge – not that any of this isn't already huge, but it would have really kicked it up a notch if they could have uh, if they could have said, hey, by the way, uh, we got we, we just got Spider-Man. Like we just picked up Spider-Man. Oh, and that would have We're going to do it right. The world would I, have exploded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I hate – I just – I've got to the point where I, just, I straight up hate these Spider-Man movies uh, with Andrew Garfield and – uh, I just feel like, man, if Marvel had control of that character, that is a that is there in a lot of ways, especially like with kids and stuff. Spider-Man is Marvel's Superman or Batman or whatever. Like that's their superstar. Uh, and it's just getting dumped on by by these movies that I just I do not care for at all. So that would have been a huge thing if they could have. And X Men to a, a slightly lesser degree, just because I think the X Men movies are yeah, all really Fox good. Fox has but. done better than Sony. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. th- those X Men movies are fine. You know, right, and, right, and they don't need. It certainly don't need to be recast. Like that cast is pretty awesome. So, right, right. Um, but Spider Man needs to just be totally. Hey, you know what? Good news is man, that we can get another Spider Man origin story, which is what the world needs <laughs> this time in the yeah. Marvel universe. Yeah, I do. I will say though, guys, I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibilities. That by the time we get to Avengers in 2018, some sort of they've got some sort of co-op in a, in a uh, to let Spider-Man cross over because Sony's not making as near as much money off of the Spider-Man standalone movies as they no. could be, and maybe that's the that maybe that's finally the push to just say, okay, look, we we want a huge chunk of whatever this is, but uh, it might be it might benefit them to stop producing 250 million dollar movies that only make 300 million dollars sure. and just make 100 million off of his appearance in Infinity War, you know, or something like that. It's also weird that we now have confirmation that we're not going to get a Black Widow standalone 
a Hawkeye standalone, another uh, Hulk movie, which was rumored for a little bit. Yeah, uh, they're basically they basically told Scarlett, uh, Jeremy Renner, and Mark Ruffalo, "Sorry, guys." Yeah, you know, well, like, but, <laughs> but that's what they should do. Yeah. Like, I, I was listening to uh, the Hollywood Prospectus podcast with Andy Greenwald on on Grantland, and and he he talked about how all these properties are they're going to make good standalone movies and standalone properties. But one thing that they're also doing is they're populating this world. If you're going to do civil war and if you're going to do infinity war and all that, you, you need a lot of characters to go to. And maybe those characters only, they pull a Hawkeye and they only have 12 lines in a movie, you know, but it's, it makes more sense, especially if you have the the money (laughs) that these guys have to work with. It makes more sense to put these movies and, the TV show and the Netflix series and all this sort of stuff, put these out ahead of time, build a little bit of a, an audience with those guys. And then when they show up in infinity, when daredevil from the Netflix series shows up in infinity war, it doesn't feel out of place or it doesn't necessarily feel like we're here's 30 characters just dumping on you. Like it's, it's so well planned out, but that, so that makes sense to me. Like Hawkeye does not need his own, his own movie. Some of these other, other guys, probably don't need their own movie, but to have them involved in these various films leading up to Avengers three and, and so on and so forth. And maybe into phase four, like that's such a smart way of doing things. I, I I'm very impressed with the way the Marvel has done this and the way they've avoided easy money, like a Hulk movie would be, you know, because it won't fit in what, in their overall grand scheme. Exactly. No, Hulk's an awesome, you know, like, like uh, you know, even though Captain America is on the is on the heading for Captain America three, yeah, you know, it's going to be co headlined by Iron Man, right? Uh, who's totally overqualified for that? But I um, excuse me, you could totally see Hulk um, or Hawkeye or Black Widow doing that as well in other future, right? You know, what's the Black Widow in this in Thor three? You know, and yeah. have you know that kind of stuff, and then make them breed. And- <laughs> so best creepy. looking human ba- being of all time. <laughs> um, no, but th- I think that's you're totally right, Brian. That's, that's the way to do it. But we have we have nerded out on this Marvel stuff. This we is yeah. so much news that we're going to go. We uh, to the listener, I promise, only a scant seven and a half more hours, and then <laughs> we're going to lock down on the movie of the week. We did two hours on the uh, the lineup of TV pilots this year, so yeah. Uh, yeah, at least this is worthy. We didn't, we didn't, yeah, we didn't think we had much to talk about then, but uh, leave it to us to um, force it out. Um, I think we should mention one more thing before we move on and talk John Wick, and that's what I referred to earlier as the most applicable to this podcast. Official title released for Fast Seven. Mm. Now called officially furious seven it couldn't gosh. be a better title could so not perfect yeah i'm so <laughs> gosh this this oh. movie is coming out in like six months is that so has that dawned on you yet it, can we the throw best. the star wars trailer in front of that and just make oh. the best evening ever yeah gosh. <laughs> we should mention that too the star wars trailer apparently what is coming sooner sooner rather than later uh i i assume that maybe big hero six will get a star wars trailer that maybe be. I don't know. I'm just thinking of what Disney has this fall. Maybe yeah, Into just, the Woods. We're probably going to get a long Furious 7 trailer here very soon, like yes. in the next two or three weeks. Yes. And, and uh, hopefully. Glorious. Yeah, I might cry in the trailer. I know I'm going to cry in the movie, but I'm going to cry in the trailer <laughs> probably too. I, 
it, I kind of know I'm going to cry in that movie too. I no. feel really weird about that, but when, whenever, however we we kill off O'Connor, it's going to emotionally affect. Can you me. imagine like, the 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 final barbecue with no. with O'Connor's urn sitting right there Gosh. on the grill, mm. and Vin's just flipping hot dogs, and he just pours his ashes into the barbecue. <laughs> He's like, this is how he would have wanted it. They pour forty out. Exactly. Out for yeah, I'm yeah, I'm so bummed and so sad and so excited. It's a weird combination of emotions. That's, that's I'm been excited. The problem with 2014 as a movie year is we haven't had Fast and Furious. I I mean I kind of feel like it we didn't get our we didn't get our our dose of awesome the way that we we have the last couple and and we're we're the worst for it. Yeah, no, I I'm excited for Tyrese and Ludacris making inappropriate jokes at uh O'Connor's funeral. Yeah, he that's the way he would have wanted it. There's no <laughs> they hate the family. <laughs> Say whatever Tell me they about want. your father. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I should mention on the show, um, I saw the coolest car of all time today. Yeah. He Basically, sent us a picture. You should it put it on any- the website or tweet it out. Should, tweet it out. You should tweet it out. Follow at Kent Garrison for the greatest picture ever. The, this guy not only has a Dallas Cowboys uh uh, five yeah. points blue star, which I appreciate. Uh, rough but, week. Uh, not really, but uh, I appreciate his dedication to the one, <laughs> the one Brian O'Connor. Yeah, and not Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. they had different born dates. Did you did you see that? Like, yeah, his his, his born date for O'Connor was seventy five, oh, yeah. and Paul Walker seventy three. But like, he has he researched it. He knew. I love it. This guy has got that guy on the pod. He has several Fast and Furious bumper stickers. One says R.I.P. Paul Walker, uh, 1973 to 2013. Right. And then right above that, he has a hashtag that says hashtag too fast, too soon. Ugh. Which broke my heart. Beautiful. And then on the back bumper, he has a quote that says, dude, I almost had you, Brian (laughs) O'Connor. 1975 to 2013. Uh, so that guy rules. That guy is incredible. Yeah. And if you're listening, we want to have you on the pod. I waited by his car in the parking lot for <laughs> almost an hour and a half. He didn't ever show up. So if you're out there, uh, tweet us. But that's all we got time for for movie news. Uh, it's been an hour. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's move on and let's talk all we can about John Wick. It's personal. Where'd you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. Nobody? But nobody. It's John Wick. So I think I should, uh, uh, I think I should start off this and preface this review by mentioning one, one aspect that might get overlooked uh, if I don't mention it up front. Production company behind John Wick, Summit, Summit Entertainment. Summit. <laughs> not sure if you noticed that, Brian. Definitely their not. best movie. Best this yeah. is their best movie they've ever made. <laughs> Do you remember Draft Day, Richard? No. Uh, <laughs> no, but I remember Now You See Me, and I remember the Twilight series, and those are – you know why I take that back. Those are all better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say because there are probably people listening now and I'm sorry. I just want to say I'm sorry to this type of person, but there are people listening right now that sat through 45 minutes of Avengers 
uh, MCU MCU <laughs> Phase Three conversation <laughs> awaiting this topic that really really liked John Wick and they were excited to hear what we had to say. But um, I'll just speak up and say I don't know how you guys felt. This was this was this was really bad uh, in my opinion, and I don't. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish I really wanted to like this movie a lot. Um, I went into it hearing great things, seeing great reviews. And uh, like I said, it was a surprise last weekend. Um, Richard said he – last weekend Richard said he might even trademark Keanu Sants because it had – this movie had this type of buzz to it. But man, man was I disappointed with this. Um, yeah, what is going on with the world? Like, I don't, I don't. That's what honestly what I was thinking in this movie. I said, "What kind of precedent does this set for the entire world that we live in, especially the world of cinema that we uh, talk about every week?" Like, if this is what people like and this is what critics like, I I just don't even know what to think anymore <laughs> about what we're doing. Like, what are we doing yeah. <laughs> anymore? I just don't oh, – and this is general thoughts. I'll, I'll keep specifics and save them for maybe more spoiler territory zone. But, man, this was bad, and I'm excited to talk about this with you. Brian, I really hope you like this so we can, um, we can talk about it more in depth. I, I, I do – I kind of do like it. So <laughs> yes! This will be, yes! be interesting. Uh, this rarely happens. If you're new to the <laughs> Mad About Movies podcast, our, our bread and butter is like – discussing the intricacies of the film not like arguing over over them so i think i had i think it comes down to first of all i had you 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 said can't you know you were kind of like anticipating and people were saying it was great and uh so your, your expectations were maybe high i was taking the opposite approach of like people were telling me it was great and i was like there's no freaking way that this is a good movie like there, it's not possible that this is not terrible and I think so that I think that helped a little bit because it my my expectation was set so low because I think the trailer is terrible and the fact that they highlight within the trailer very forcefully with very like major heavy handedness of that dog was the last thing that my wife gave me before she died like that's all I had was that dog right. like it's such a stupid plot point and uh and they were pushing it as a major thing and <laughs> but here's what I'll say in in uh in favor of this film we I do this a lot but we do it as as a group we pick on movies and we we go after the films that do not have an identity that try too hard to do this and then dabble in that and there being all things to all people we we go after those films and and that's one of my least favorite traits of a film is is one that lacks its that lacks an identity or that doesn't understand its identity and this is the complete opposite of that like this movie it knows what it is it knows exactly what what the audience sh- should uh what the audience is going to appreciate it knows exactly what uh it has as far as like what the the lead can do and what he can't do. We can talk about that more in a little bit, but this, this movie knows to a T 100% what it is, what it's supposed to be. And I think it does that in parts, at least it does that very, very well. 
anytime there's actual talking, not good, <laughs> not good. But um, from an, I, I thought it, I thought the movie looked good, and I thought the action sequences were were done well. It's it's like a style. I, I told a friend it's like a kind of like a stylish taken. Um, Liam Neeson way 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 better on every level, both from a an actual acting standpoint and just being awesome than Keanu Reeves. But it's kind of that same same sort of thing. But sh- but it's shot very well. Done the action sequences are fun. I, I, I was entertained by this movie far more than I thought I would be, and maybe maybe more than I had the right to be in some some ways. So uh, this is one of those to me that's going to be like a look. I'm not. I can't tell you that this is a good movie but i also can't tell you that i didn't enjoy myself in the theater richard what did you think you might be split between us but no i'm not i'm i'm firmly i'm gonna go hashtag team kent on on this one (laughs) uh (laughs) it's taking uh, over the world training topic by the way yeah it is it is um yeah i you know brian i I can't really argue with some of your points some of it's shot it's 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 professionally made. I'm not going to say well made. It's prof- it's a professional movie. Um, it's it really is probably the best summit movie ever made, especially from like a um, cinematography standpoint. It doesn't look like a fake parody movie like all the yeah, movies totally, do. Totally. It looks like a real movie, and that's and I'll give it that. So I'm not going to like give it an F minus 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 minus. Um, but it's just like just a really crappy script. I thought, yeah. and like you know, and you were able to look past the dialogue and all that, and that's awesome. I was not. And uh, the performances were a little lackluster to me, and uh, so I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go that it, it was. I, I was not a huge fan of this. Of this, but given that it was Summit, and given it was professionally, the people that shot the movie have made movies before. Um, that's definitely a, a step in the right direction. But uh, <laughs> but still, but still, uh, what is it right now? Like 89 on Rotten Tomatoes. That that's yeah. that's absurd. That's absurd. I, I this is a this is a sixty one on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I want to see a list of worst movies that are rated the highest by critics. You know, like um, we've had a nice run of that this year. We've had a the good two worst movies Summit, I've seen. Summit has had a Lucy. pretty good run of that. Yeah. yeah, Lucy and Draft Day are the two worst movies I've seen this year, and they are both fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So can't believe wow. Draft Day was this year. It feels like I know ancient it does of feel days like ago. Forever ago. Yeah. Let me just say that. Whoever does the titles for Summit, like the subtitles, yeah. has to go. Has to stop. I agree. Um, yeah. So distracting. Just cheapens the entire thing. I'll agree with you with uh, one point you made, um, Brian. And I agree with a couple, but I'll reiterate one. That this movie knows exactly what it is. Uh-huh. True. What it knows it is is a really mediocre to uh, <laughs> too bad action movie. And it sticks uh-huh. to that. It's it's consistent, and um, I mean they just by casting Keanu to begin with, you're putting yeah. yourself in that position mm-hmm. for, yes, for that totally. type of movie. Absolutely, it, this movie to me felt like just it felt like a Redbox exclusive. Like if Redbox <laughs> came out and be like presenting the first movie that we financially funded, <laughs> available exclusively on Redbox. John Wick starring Keanu well, that's Reeves. That's going to happen. I never thought about that. That's totally going to happen. Oh, it's going to. That? But this movie is perfect for it. Um, it just had that feel, a B-movie feel, which I understand there's appeal to that. Uh, me, personally, not for an October release. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I prefer those movies in February or January. Sure. Um, sure. So interesting you got this release, but so much of this movie just uh, along the lines of Draft Day and Now You See Me just make no sense. No logic at all is used and exercised for half of this movie. <laughs> it's just you're gonna, your dog died and somebody banged up your car, so you're going to go slaughter everyone <laughs> ever basically i mean this john wick kills at least 50 people just in cold blood right. because of a dog in a car um i don't understand the motivation behind half the stuff that happens in this movie more than <laughs> half and um i would love for maybe brian to shed some light on that but um I think it, it just it, doesn't it, seem justified yeah you know? and I, none of it and does. you're right but I think you have. I think this is a movie where, and we see these kind of movies every once in a while, where you have to just you either have to get on board or 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 get out, you know. And this one, for whatever reason, and it it made it easy for me to just say, okay, all right, I'm going to go with you. I think because it spent so little time attempting to tell a story and attempting to like do any kind. If there is ten more minutes of Story to, of 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 exposition and uh, setup for what happens. Literally, maybe even five. If there's five more minutes of setup for the reason why he goes on this this rampage, basically, I'm out. I appreciated for whatever reason, and and you guys aren't wrong at, at all. But for whatever reason, I appreciated that. For in the basically in the opening credits, we see what you know what's happened with his wife. The dog comes in minute two. In minute four, they're out meeting you know this these hooligans. In minute six, they're robbing him, and 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 we're in spoiler territory, I guess. But uh, there's really not much to spoil here. So, but within six minutes, probably they're 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 robbing him, killing the dog, and we know it's on. And I I. I don't know. I'm not you. You are a hundred percent right. That's it's it's a terrible. It's not a good setup at all. It's the big Lebowski as, at the beginning. Yeah, it's as far exact, as like logic and and making any we're going to come sense. in with a ferret and we're going to bust up your place <laughs> and sure. um, for really no reason other than yeah. we can and we're right. we're thugs, you know. But from that point on, it is just okay. The, it's like. It, it, for I think it's like for Keanu Reeves for the John Wick character, it's like a flip decision. Yep, this is what I'm doing. And as an audience, you have to say, okay, yep, I'm in or I'm out. And for me, I think because it was so quick and so fast, and it was like, like to me, it was like a a sign of like, oh, okay, this is this is what they're doing. Like it is just straight going to be. This is just going to be Keanu Reeves exacting revenge for the rest of this movie. That's all it's going to be, and that made it very easy for me to jump on board. Like I'm I'm literally I mean it guys, if there have been five more minutes of exposition then I'm I'm out before we ever even get to unleashing the real point of the of the movie. But the as it stands, it's like it was I don't know, for me it was it was very easy to just jump on board and 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 go with it. Um and just say, okay, yeah, it's really stupid that he's doing all this because his dog died, but He's doing it, and this is okay. Here we go. Uh, I don't know. It, it was it was I, yeah. easy for me. Let me reiterate that I love these types of movies. Okay, this is what I. This is the stuff that I kind of really like. I mean, I like blockbusters and I love Oscar movies, but there's a gap in between those that I love horror, I love animation, and I love stupid, pointless Schwarzenegger action movie 
type mm-hmm. films. So let me just say that my it's nothing against this genre or this type of movie at all. Um, but, you know, take a movie like The Raid, for instance. Uh-huh. Not anything to write home about storyline-wise, nothing that we should actually look into or care about, but it's done with such great style and mm-hmm. such originality uh, in the way that the action sequences are fleshed out that it makes it all worth it. And a movie like Snowpiercer, too, you yeah. could say that. Um, but Snowpiercer's storyline is significantly better than this, but that's a conversation for another day. But I just didn't feel like even the action scenes made it worth it. Ha- uh, there were a few times where John Wick and a dude are just flailing around on the ground. Like it's not shot within, it's not bringing anything new to the table. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the last Keanu, Keanu movie, we talked about the matrix, like it brought something to the table. And I mean, I understand not every movie can be the matrix, but, um, if you're going to bring us a new action hero franchise, something that we should latch onto, at least bring a bit of originality to what you're doing. And it was shot, stylistically i agree with that point that was made earlier by both of you um it was fun to look at but it just didn't keep me interested in the action scenes there wasn't much there weren't any scenes that i could say oh man that that's one of the best action sequences of the year you know um i felt like the equalizer a few weeks ago even brought more flair to the action scenes than this Mm -hmm. more like wow i've never seen anyone pull that move before in my life you know uh, mm. type of stuff. But that's another movie where guys just enacting revenge for the whole time and we're along for the ride. Um, but I, I really enjoyed parts of the equalizer, but for me, it just didn't, I was waiting for it the whole time. I was like, well, maybe this is going to climax into this huge, what the heck is going on here type sequence. And it sort of gets there mid midway to last three, uh, last third of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but it never really quite uh, got there for me. But what action sequences did you like in particular, Brian? The the original when they come to his house and take him on that was a pretty. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. I I like this style of action where it's like I didn't feel like the camera was moving too fast, so that was nice. There weren't the, the there wasn't an overabundant an over reliance on the fast cut, which has become something that kind of frustrates me. This is probably not like super politically i don't know politically correct maybe not the right i kind of like that this dude did his damage with with a couple of pistols instead of like rolling through with ridiculous machine guns and all that sort of stuff it just brought it i'm not gonna say it's unique or original or anything like that but it brought the action to a more personal level which is what like the raid which you mentioned uh and and movies like that i i was surprised coming out of this film that it wasn't that it wasn't either written or directed or at least inspired by an Asian film because it had a lot of that Asian uh, action movie style to it. Almost everything Keanu does now does, though. I yeah, mean, well, that's that, really that, his that fan totally base. Did, yeah, yeah, that totally didn't uh, didn't hurt. But I was very surprised to see that it wasn't you know some guy that I'd never heard of from Korea that directed the movie because it, it just kind of had that feel to it. And I don't love all those movies. I You know, Snowpiercer is really good, and I get why the raid gets a lot of hype. Uh, but 
I, I mean, I like that style of action where it's it's not moving too fast. The camera's not doing the quick cut thing, which has become very frustrating to me. Something we've uh, liked about the Fast series. Yeah, 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 totally. But I like that you know the hand to hand combat bit, but adding a couple pistols and just basically saying this is what this guy does well, so let's just let him do it. And I I don't know. I'm going to give it credit for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know, Richard. What do you what do you think about that? No, I, I I totally agree, and that's that's what I mean. I mean, this was made by someone who like really understands how to make movies. I would totally be actually for a movie I didn't like this much. I would be reasonably excited about another movie from this director and cinematographer because sure. I think like they're totally know what they're doing, and uh, that's cool. But I I'd like to see them work with a slightly better script than than the yeah. than this or better lead actor. Sorry, Keanu yeah. fans. I know there's a lot of you, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we brought up the summit thing earlier, you know, it's kind of everything a summit movie isn't because it, it does look like a a professional a professional movie. It's it doesn't quite deliver on the um, especially dialogue wise is is really really TV movie B movie ish. Totally, it's fresh. I don't understand. Like I know, like I really think everyone's expectations were so low. Yeah, and like they're like, well, for a B movie, it's good, and obviously that's how Rotten Tomatoes works, right? It's not a a ninety one is not an A minus. It's ninety one percent of people thought it was okay, right? But it's still just so uh, I just can't believe it. it it's crazy, yeah, certified yeah. fresh. That's what's crazy. It's it's insane. I can name six percent. I can right name now. Best Picture winners that are rated lower than it on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. But you know what? I like to think of myself as an independent thinker. So oh that yeah, just con- totally. That just confirms it. But no, I mean. I hate to compare it to the raid, you know, like I am, but the thing about the raid and I'll recommend that right now. The thing about the raid is it goes completely all in on sure. action yeah, totally. all the time in your face. Mm-hmm. And this movie just bored me. It just didn't go all in. I was waiting for it. It felt like low for what Keanu Reeves is capable of. Action wise, does that make sense? Like they didn't yeah. utilize Keanu like I thought or had wished they would have. Like we've seen in a movie like The Matrix, or and like we've seen in uh, I don't even know Man of Tai Chi or something. Keanu's a very good martial arts actor expert. He's good he's, at what he's he a does. Good physical actor. He's very good, and I just don't know what the goal was action wise here. Um, if there were, if he was going for more tough guy or more. James Bond, sly type, you know, guy. I, I mean, I realized his character was a hitman. I just didn't know what kind of hitman he was, what his skills were, because they were so varied throughout the movie. Does that make sense? Maybe he's a man who has a mini. He, he has a he has a certain set of a skills. certain set of skills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was that. I mean, I, I, I'll say I wasn't bored by anything. I, I like honestly. I prefer. I prefer this to the raid on a lot of levels because wow. I felt like the raid was like, um, and I will say it did not help that I watched the raid on my 50 inch TV at four o'clock in the afternoon, rather than in a theater like that, mm. you know, you're losing some of what's happening based on that way of viewing a movie. But I felt like the raid was almost like a, a video game. Like you were just going from literally from level to level as they go through level through That's level. That's what I'm saying. The, all in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, um, you know, I get, I get why that's, why that's, uh, popular, why people liked that. And a lot of ways you're, you guys are totally right. The story's not good. The dialogue's terrible, but, um, I felt like it, fa- it at least found the right balance of action to, uh, exposition and story, which is like, 
85% action, 15%. Okay, now how are we moving this along? Like I I appreciated that effort. The execution probably wasn't great just based on – but I, I think that's based on the script, which really definitely and, – and probably the lead. Uh, let's let's be honest. By the way, my, our friend Jason Davidson, who's recorded a couple of pods with us, mm-hmm. uh, spent some time as a professional actor. And uh, when he listened to our Matrix pod, he, he told me afterwards that uh, the reason – the reason why Keanu Reeves continues to get work despite being a notoriously bad actor is that he is genuinely respected as like one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Yeah. So like people just want to work with him cause he's such a nice guy. Uh, but he, he's just bringing you down. Like he did that. He's, he's Canadian. Simply. That's just understood. <laughs> yeah. He did that side by side documentary and got yeah. like everybody to do it. Every, totally. you know, and totally. to be honest, he, he's, he's talented. I'll, he 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 has a certain set of skills, like right. I like I mentioned yeah. earlier, and yeah. he knows I thought what this he's movie doing. used him the right way. Honestly, I thought they they put him in a position to do what he does well, and didn't ask him to do too much of the things that make him look bad and and that he struggles with. I I, I have honestly, I have very little complaint on that side of things. Uh, Richard, do you have any specific complaints? Uh. No, I really don't. I mean, this was just a, uh, you know, it's hard. I, 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 uh, I didn't make it all the way through it. I, I, <laughs> I started having. When were you? Were when many, were you out of there? I was out of there pretty late. I was out of there, kind of the climatic. Um, I kind of could see where the, this ending was going, and got. I probably got out with about ten minutes to go. Not too, not too bad. Um, it's been a while since you've left a movie early, so. Yeah, and it wasn't really out of protest. I just kind of once I figured it out, I was like, right. I, I don't. There's nothing else to do here. Um, yeah. That's how I felt at the, during the first scene when just he, start, he, he crashes the car and then falls to the to the road. Start taking like, well, my guess theory. This is where the end is gonna end up. <laughs> so I guess I guess Keanu Reeves survives the, this entire movie. Giving that it's, away already, but go ahead. You guys should start acting on these these feelings you have during movie. I know Brian can't. The complete no, I can't do it. I can't. You got I can't to, it's either. such a I good said, feeling. No, you feel empowered. No, You're just like, you know what? I know I, it does. But the thing was, is, I sat through Age of Extinction. <laughs> and if I sat through that for three hours, I can sit through anything. I've convinced myself that. You know what, though? I was at home, like, watching TV during the last act of Age of Extinction, and that felt even better. And I wasn't. And that's, that's the day I convinced myself <laughs> that anything is possible in this world. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 Brian. I forgot what your point was. I'm sorry. What were you saying? You That's asked fair. me a question. I don't remember either. You know. Well, we're professionals. Of... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're totally right about Keanu. It, you know, it, my feelings about him were not. He was not the worst thing about this. Um, this movie would probably need like um, I don't know, Christoph Waltz in the in the lead role to be interesting <laughs> to me. He he didn't kill it. By any, it's not like it was a great movie that he killed. It was like. You know, honestly, you know what I thought. You know what I thought, and this is totally true. And and and, and part of me made me happy because I I do think Keanu is a nice human being, and I think he's earnest and not jaded. And I think, you know, it made me kind of happy when I was watching it. Like this sucks, but I'm glad this is getting good reviews because this is the type of movie he should be doing. Yeah, and this is so his wheelhouse. And I'm glad that this doing decently will will let him continue to make more of these um, at this time of year every two years. And I'm I'm totally cool with that. I I pray to God that the other ones aren't certified fresh that we don't have to to podcast them. Mm-hmm. But I I would I would be happy if I looked up every other October and saw that 
John Wick Two made nineteen million <laughs> in its right. opening weekend, and I, I would be like, good for good for him. Yeah. But that that was kind of my main feeling throughout. It was a it was a sort of a goodwill, but uh, and it was like totally wheelhouse for Keanu, and, and that's fine. Um, but to me, that wheelhouse was kind of crappy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of how that's that's it in a nutshell for me. Do we really need more John Leguizamo? I mean, no. honestly, guys. No. no. No one ever needs more yeah. John Leguizamo. Unless he's uh, the clown from Spawn <laughs> in a romantic comedy. <laughs> and I'll admit, there are people I like in this movie. I, I yeah. can dig some of Keanu's stuff. I love Dean Winters. Uh-huh. Uh, great work in As Mayhem, of course, but also in 30 Rock and other things. Uh, so good to see him. Um, but it's just... Do better stuff. Willem Dafoe, respected actor. Um, don't know exactly what was happening here with him. Uh, by the way, respected actor from from Mercedes commercials. <laughs> his most famous work, yeah. Uh, by the way, the the one compliment I will give this movie, and this is dead serious. Best uh, best music that the. 1998 goth group Orgy has come out with in a long time because this, this score that music is incredible. Video where they're in the glass boxes, yes, that was a oh, tight spiders video, or something. Is that yeah, what called? that was an awesome. That no. ruled TRL for a few now, years. Now I'll be looking up all of their material for the rest of the night. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but they did do a great job on this score. Uh, yeah. Didn't feel at all dated. Uh, <laughs> really current. With, was it uh, really Orgy? Resners? Oh, I have no idea. That's just what uh, it sounded like to it me. It did sound There's, like that. Yeah, I there's was, no I, way those guys are alive. Kill a stranger! <laughs> I don't know what yeah, was happening that was with, odd. The, yeah. with the vocals yeah. coming in and I out. I got excited but... that that was an orgy soundtrack <laughs> that someone signed them <laughs> on to score a movie. No. Okay. I, at least I hope not. If it really was, if they were involved somehow, I'm what might be the smartest person uh, <laughs> on the planet. Yeah, you win the for podcast. For picking that. Yeah. I do win. But uh, one, one more scene I, I just want to mention or one part of the movie that just made no sense to me. <laughs> uh, Palaki's character is is handcuffed to this chair. Um, her hands are behind her back. She's handcuffed to this chair. A scene straight out of the Avengers with yeah. Black Widow. But and she she's seen like cracking her wrist or dislocating her wrist or her thumb, some yeah. somehow forcing her way out of these handcuffs. Uh, here's here's an idea. How about you just stand up? <laughs> you're in a chair and your hands are behind your back. Like you can stand up in a chair with your hands behind your back. And I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe, maybe her foot is also handcuffed to the chair. Nope. Because she gets out of her hands, stands up and punches the guy in the face. So um, a little wasted. I, I understand uh, where they were going with it, but um No. I have not much more else to say about this. I didn't like it. Don't want to see it again. Um, let me just say, I understand somebody that could like this. I'm not going to hate you for liking this, Brian. Sure. But it just, I was expecting more because I know Keanu's capable of more. And especially movies that are released and do well during this time of year, uh, I expect more from. Yeah. We've had we had a good run the past couple weeks, uh, but uh, this was not. Part of that uh, yeah, where, whereas I was expecting less because I know Keanu is capable of of significantly less than this. So, that, yeah, that was my approach. It felt like a combination of the Equalizer and the Drop, but just worse. 
And so it was like, okay, what standard yeah. am I even putting movies on anymore? That's I just funny. don't know. I- I, it also this did remind me of the Equalizer as well, but I thought this was much better than the Equalizer personally. I didn't. I the Equalizer did not have an identity, and this one knew exactly what it was doing. I don't know. I'll give it that, but yeah. I was way more entertained by uh, Denzel going to town than I was Man. Keanu in in scenes in parts. Uh, but Chloe Grace Moretz didn't help that cause. Uh, <laughs> didn't help it at all. Anti-American so, treasure, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, Piven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Junior p- Piven. <laughs> Junior Piven. <laughs> My favorite uh, hockey player right now, by the way, Junior Piven. <laughs> Tearing it up. It's the Ottawa somethings. Senators. <laughs> Let's move on to grades, guys. I have not much more to say unless you guys have any oh, closing thoughts. We've said more than enough, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'll give this a grade of a... Hold on. Before you give grades, let's just do two more hours of Marvel talk. <laughs> I could and do uh, it. Trust me. <laughs> we all could. I have 37 more suggestions for uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel. So I'm going to give this the good old Kent Garrison, F minus, minus, <laughs> minus. Brian. Oh, really? That That's Seriously? Far. Come on. Yeah. You're putting this on par with draft day, and now you see oh, me. Oh, yeah. It's oh, close. Man. No, Wow. No, those are both technically worse, but this one just bored me i mean wow. at least i was i was entertained by how bad the other movies were <laughs> this one was just like wow. okay i i know what this is now can it's i leave 90 minutes you know? long and 85 minutes are keanu reeves shooting people like i disagree that? there are 85 minutes of people talking about people no shooting people. come on come on there's not there is not 15 minutes of dialogue in this movie oh I'll, I'll graph it out and prove it to you. No, just kidding. Uh, Richard, great. I'm going to go D plus. Brian. B plus. Ooh. Oh, that I was going to go B, but, but you guys have pissed me off with your, with your grades. So I'm, I'm upping it. I, I'm digging my heels in. B plus. Kobe style. Yeah, Kobe face. B plus. Now, if we're Y'all taking soft, soft. If we're taking the grading system seriously, this might be in contention, Brian, for your top 10 of the year, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> but uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable for, for my end, as for what it is. Cool. That's got to be the furthest we've ever, ever been apart. Oh, I don't know. On a movie. I yeah. feel like we've been we've been apart. I mean, we you and I gave uh, Oz like a B minus and Richard dumped on it for an hour and a half. So that might be about the same, but... Yeah, well, the best. Po- that was probably my best podcast. It was, was good on that one. I still I listen to that one before I go to sleep at night. <laughs> I think we disagreed on Forrest Gump too. Probably would have that was we we're probably the most you, far apart on that. That's one. That's an F F F F. But I would have used a, a few SF bombs. <laughs> of course, this is a great time to tease later in the year. The end of this year, we always do our best and worst uh, list episode. So. Mm. This I have a feeling this might make it uh, somewhere on my list, and might of course make it somewhere on Brian's list. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see it six more times. I'm going to yeah. put it in the top ten. Before it's over. <laughs> oh, I know you've pre-ordered it. The completest you <laughs> yeah. are. This I got be, the laser disc. This coming. is on your Blu-ray shelf already. Yeah. Yep. Spot reserve. Pirated copy from China. Yeah. So let's move on, guys, and let's uh, do a quick weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. Go, Richard. My week recommend, guys, is easy. Um, I'm not going to talk about it because we're going to do an episode on it, but I saw Birdman. You should all go see Birdman. I think you should recommend... I think you should recommend a audiobook you're currently... 
You know, you're not done I, with it yet, though. That's gonna be next week. I'm only like an hour or two hours, or uh, I'm really far into it because I'm I'm in love. But uh, <laughs> no, but I saw Birdman, and you guys haven't yet, and you should go see it. I've, and our listeners should go see it if it's in a theater near you. If you guys lived in a real city, it would be. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's uh, it's awesome. So that's all I'm gonna say because I, I don't. I want to. We're gonna do an episode on it. And I want to leave spoilers. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, the Michael Keaton starring Birdman is not bad. Um, but Shocker. pretty wicked. <laughs> I'm going to recommend a classic that's celebrating its 15-year anniversary this year. I'm honestly shocked it hasn't made its way onto my week recommend before this, before, you know, over 100 episodes into this thing. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, if I've recommended this before, but I'm going to recommend official... Ooh, I got the hiccups. I'm going to recommend officially... Mike judges office space. Oh yeah, to Classic. the listener. Um, you know what? And here's where we're gonna go differ. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. Really? Yeah, really not. Not even being ironic right now. Love Idiocracy. Love Beavis and Butthead. Love King of the Hill. Not a big Office Space fan. I so. love Office Space. Uh, one of my favorite uh, comedy movies. Uh, one of the more quotable movies um, of the 1990s. And uh, I, I love Mike Judge, man. That guy is yeah. that guy is incredible. He's he really just knows what he's doing. Uh, really cool story too. Uh, Howard Stern interviewed him last year for Silicon Valley for about an hour, just talking about how he got into animation. Like he was working in as a contractor in Dallas, yep. basically like what my dad does, and just <laughs> and just like I want to make cartoons and like made Beavis and Butthead in his house, you know. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, but really cool story. And, um, man, what a cool guy, but office space is, uh, one of the few movies he's done, but I think it holds up pretty well. And a lot of it's, you know, our office jokes kind of never get old, you know, cause people, Oh, I know somebody just like that in my office, you know, has kind of has that appeal, but wrong. I think that's where my, resen- I think that's where my resentment comes from. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily earned. Yeah. But this was sort of the first. It is thing but I to just, do that. That's everyone why, in my yeah. office has like Milton, you know, paperweights, and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little played out, but for a good reason. Yeah, so, so I don't know if I. It's, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I. I don't care if I ever see it again. That's that should be fair. It's not a bad movie, so I'd give it a B plus. But it's a B plus that I never bombs being dropped on this podcast tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, what's your recommend? Uh, I'll I'll say I'm 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 Team Kent on Office Space. By the way, that's fine. Yeah, totally, totally got it. It's a great comic. I I will say I haven't watched it in a really long time because I watched it so many times as a high school and college kid that it holds up. Man, Diedrich Bader, Diedrich Bader, future O'Malley, Diedrich Bader. (laughs) Totally, he totally is an O'Malley. But in my defense, one of you works at a church and the other at a professional football team. You don't know the you don't know the dregs of the office life. <laughs> You're right, but uh, I know I know funny, and it's however I I was at lunch on Thursday no on Tuesday with uh, with ten women who spent the first thirty minutes of lunch uh, talking about their makeup. So uh, that's <laughs> they're kind of hell. Uh, yeah, were you just were you mad they wouldn't let you chime in? Yeah, totally. Because I was like, you know, mascara, like so many thoughts on <laughs> stuff. Yeah, the scene in Office Space. And it makes the movie for me when they're just the two the two bills come in, I guess, to to interview, you know, people and find out what they do at the office because they're cleaning mm-hmm. house or whatever. The Michael Bolton 
<laughs> is that your real name? Scene is so yeah. good. Uh, and By the way, real Michael yeah. Bolton, potential American Ooh. treasure. He's, he's on my list. I've Stay tuned up. for next week when we talk American <laughs> treasures. Yeah. Uh, so a little teaser there. But Brian, what's your recommend? He's definitely. Uh, He's definitely available. Uh, I'm just going to – I'm going to recommend a movie. We've actually done a podcast on it, but it is coming to – it just came to DVD and Blu-ray, I believe, yesterday, which would be Tuesday. And I think it's about to hit Netflix as well. So this is one you definitely want to catch up on if you haven't seen it. Uh, Kent did an episode. Richard and I weren't available for it. But Snowpiercer hits Ah. – Pretty much everything that every every uh, available media from which you can watch a movie in your home, <laughs> it should be on that within the next week, and uh, it's it's a really it, it fits well I think with like the John Wick sort of thing. It does what John Wick's trying to do very very well, uh, much to a, a better degree. Um, but I, I really like Snowpiercer. I did not expect to like Snowpiercer, uh, and was very surprised by it. Chris Evans. Might be a movie star if he yeah. wants to be. Uh, that, I don't know if that's proved, what he wants yeah, his, his career to be, to but I, he, yeah, he he might be that kind of guy. So if only he could uh, do some more Human Torch movies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, not, it's Snowpiercer. Not another really teen cool. movie too. Yes, and so I would I would recommend uh, recommend our listeners check that one out. Richard, have you seen that one? I'm, I have. Yeah, okay, cool. I have. I cool. got. Uh, I just didn't know if you'd seen it since we didn't. You weren't. We weren't. We didn't uh, do it. You and but, I weren't uh, on the app. Yep. We came across a, a, a. I came across a certain copy of it. Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like at the theater. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It was. It was a theater. Yeah. Was- <laughs> Personal theater, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sounded naughty, but it's okay. <laughs> Richard goes and to those weird adult theaters. Yeah. That people that don't room, know what the internet yeah. is go to. You know. Uh, Corey's, uh, as I like to call it, Corey's room. <laughs> That's a ex roommate story or former oh. our, best. Surely best. our listeners know about Corey by now. Yeah, we we mention Corey all the time. Yeah. He's like a weird Easter egg in these podcasts. <laughs> he is. Literally, no. Uh, in episodes 26, 33, and 74, <laughs> they mentioned Corey. Hanging from his chin-up bar. <laughs> All right, we're basically delirious at this point, so yeah. we should wrap this thing up yeah. for this week. Gosh, but go it's Marvel. Been a, it's been a great podcast, uh, a couple hours or hour and a half with you guys, fellas. A lot of Marvel stuff, fun John Wick convo. Uh, what do we have next week? Birdman, Birdman, Birdman. Birdman coming next week. Uh, followed by Interstellar. The this week is the most that. excited I've ever been about a movie twice, two weeks in a row. Like, and then, you know what's uh, after Interstellar? No, I believe some, Dumb and Dumber Two episodes. Oh, gosh. oh yeah, <laughs> it's Dumb and Dumber and, Two, and then, and then it all comes Jay. crashing down. Yeah, uh, Hunger okay, Games, Mockingjay coming. Yeah, soon, that's too. four in a row. That's four episodes in a row. We got it. We got this. We got this. Let's do it, <laughs> Brian. Where can I find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at CanBabiesDrinkRedBull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter at uh, Richard Barden, B-A-R-D-O-N, or you can find me on the Thought Catalog. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and find all of our episodes on the internet at MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com. If you like what you hear, go ahead, go ahead on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Those are always appreciated. I noticed yeah, uh, we read them. We, we do read them. We read the emails too. So if you want to contact us, our yeah. contact is on our website. Uh, we really appreciate those and we'll respond. And uh, totally. Um, we've gotten we've a lot it. of, we've gotten crazy emails from, you know, 
Romania and Australia and just crazy places. So I uh, yeah. really appreciate the listener. Oklahoma, just Oklahoma, wild Iowa, West, you know, just nuts. <laughs> but yeah, um, but we have we've had an uptick lately in in uh, emails and Twitter tweets. I guess <laughs> that sounded so old, man. What do yeah. what do you do on the Twitter? But emails and and tweets and uh, reviews and all that stuff. So we really appreciate it. Keep them coming. We 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 really do value that sort of stuff. I, except know, for Richard, he doesn't. One thing I'll say is <laughs> our analytics. That you know that we how we track the show numbers and everything doesn't really tell us location. So if anything, we just want to know who's out there, where you're from, who's listening, uh, so we can sort of gauge where our audience is. So drop us a line, say, "Hey man, I'm from California. Love the podcast. That will really help us, uh, you know, pick what movies to do episodes on in the future, stuff like that." So uh, really appreciate it and uh, stay in touch, uh, Almighty listeners. We we love you. And on that note. Guys, until next time, I will see you at the cinema. And I will see you at the cinema, Ken. And I'll see you both at the cinema. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Good.